0: What's up? What's up, bitches? It's your host, Leah Sauer, episode one. If you don't know me, a little introduction about myself. So I'm 27, moved to California about three and a half years ago with my boyfriend. We moved out here so he can finish up some grad school. I tagged along so that I can see what's good on the West Coast. Being that I'm from Ohio, there's not much to do there. Um, As much of you know, not shit-talking our state, but totally shit-talking our state at the same time. West Coast life, I've been loving it. Met a lot of friends. As I'm out here, had a lot of creative passions and things inspiring me, so making a podcast or blogging, doing a YouTube channel, something along those lines has been in the picture for a while now, now that we're up and started, you know. I'm excited to keep this thing going. For all of you that are listening, let me know your thoughts as you listen, obviously. If there's anything that you think is interesting to talk about, send it my way. If you disagree with anything I'm saying, send it my way, and let's chat. So topic one, social media. I posted this on my story. Is it a red or a green flag if someone that you're trying to date does not have any form of social media? Asking the polls, looks like it was mostly a red flag on Instagram. Most of you said that it was sketchy, could be hiding something. A few people said that it was a green flag. Um, I also asked Reddit, love Reddit community. It's anonymous, so people really just let loose their opinions. On Reddit, everyone said green for the most part. It was a green flag, which I personally agree with. The people who did say red flags elaborated to say they felt like people who don't have social media are either hiding something from whoever their partner is or the world even, um, or they're too self-righteous to participate in social media which is, you know, all valid thoughts, um, both kind of aggressive and assumptuous, or assuming, since assumptuous isn't a word, um, but, you know, to each their own. So diving into my thoughts, I think that it's a green flag in general. You've been dating someone for a while. They don't have social media. That's awesome. They're not going to conform to the beauty standards that's on social media, um, and expect you to conform to them as well. Um, there's no FOMO because you're not seeing what every single person who you follow is doing that weekend or doing with their life. Um, it's less sketchy. You have less things to hide. If there's no Instagram, no Twitter, no Snapchat, no Facebook, literally nothing. I mean, what you see is what you get you can pretty much rest assured that if they're not acting sketchy with their messaging app that you're pretty much good to go once again that's a broad assumption but you know that's just where my head's at right now on the flip side let's say that your friend is setting you up and you're going on a blind date it could still be a red or a green flag um it's not the end of the world that the person doesn't have social media as long as your friend can attest to the fact that they're a completely normal human being and there's no fucking skeletons in the closet that could literally kill you. Um, you know, no killer vibes here. So, you know, that's all valid. And a good sign is that they have friends. That's one of my main sketching points slash red flags in the whole thing is if you were to be trying to date someone and they have no social media, how the fuck could you check into them? Like, you have no idea who their friends are, like what they've been doing, what they do for fun. Um, If they're some sort of person that takes fucking, you know, a mirror selfie every morning and celebrates that, I mean, I'd want to know that. So, you know, that part to me is a red flag if you're going in blind, Um, there's thoughts on people who would go in blind anyways, unless you've met someone like authentically and organically, let's say at a bar. And then you exchange numbers, come to find out they have no social media. Well, sure. You know, but anything else, you know, go in there with some apprehension. Now, if your partner has social media and you don't, that's another coin, too, because let's say that, you know, they're on their social media all the time, but it's not something that you have access to. That's a lot of trust that you put in that person to not be, you know, liking weird girls' pictures or guys sliding in their DMs, following a bunch of weird... Fucking accounts that's out there. Um, you know, like you really have no access to know what their interests are and what they're sharing with people. Um, unless you have friends who follow them and can tell you, like, what the fuck? There's some weird shit being posted or I've seen something, you're kind of blind in that regard. So for me, that would probably raise some insecurities. That's probably not the healthiest thinking point, but you know, it is what it is. Um, Not sure I would be 100% comfortable not having any social media and then with a partner who's on it 24-7. But I guess that's a little bit of a double standard because I do know there's lots of guys out there who don't have social media or just barely use it. They're just kind of lurking around and their girlfriends are like influencers posting every day, every morning what they're doing. So, you know, There's two sides to every story, but I feel like it could raise some insecurities and some questions here and there, like from either side. If you were feeling insecure, though, I mean, I guess it could be said that you could do a little bit of a psycho move and just have one of those fucking burner accounts, you know, to follow your boyfriend, um, not necessarily with the intentions of stalking him or seeing what he's doing but just to not remain oblivious and even just to follow like all of your friends like if you don't want to follow every single influencer model clothing brand you know that makes you spend money unnecessarily but you still want to see what your friends are doing that don't text you on a weekly basis I mean it's not the worst idea to have a burner account going where you just follow those people lurk in and see what's going on um but you know social media is so fucking tempting that it's almost like how long could you have that before you're back to following more and more people or if people are offended that you know you don't have them so honestly fuck social media Here I am, social media queen, using it for this podcast. But all in all, when social media is used for comparing your lives to other people um, and like to add to the unhealthy feeling that you're never doing enough in your life, like there's always better out there. Just fuck it. Speaking of social media, we have to get into, first of all, The Bachelor and its fucking finale finale. And then we have to talk about what's going on with Bachelor franchise people once they get off the show and their social media content, specifically Susie and Clayton. I wanna call him Colton every time. Um, He looks like the Crimson Chin. So, you know, there's so many things that pop in my head when I say his name, to be honest. But first of all, if you don't like The Bachelor, I don't fucking blame you. I really don't either. Um, Watch the finale so that I can talk to my girls about what they thought about it just because I saw so many people posting on it. And all I have to say is, you know, Clayton's a piece of shit. Um, I've been saying it for a while now. I'm not sure why The Bachelor and Bachelorette have Fantasy Week. It's a killer of any relationship. I'm not sure how someone who is of a sane mind and wanting a real life outside of like TV production and reality relationship could knowingly know that someone who puts a ring on their finger and promises forever, just a few nights prior, you know, had sex with like three other people, two other, whatever. Um, the whole thing's toxic. Um, You know, the girls are made to seem like they're controlling, insecure, jealous, you name it, when they have an issue with it Um, or for not bringing that boundary up sooner. But it's a pretty clear boundary. Um, Human emotions are what they are. Not sure where the franchise is at in thinking that that's a good idea, but nonetheless, they do. So does Clayton. He fucked all three. Um, You know, after... Susie revealed that this was not cool on her end um, and definitely a deal breaker in terms of, you know, not experiencing the same kind of love. If he's willing to do that, you know, he decided, well, let me tell the other two because she was pissed. Um, Likely if I don't tell them, I'll probably be left alone at the end of this. So let's see how they take it. Nonetheless, they took it horribly I think her name's Rachel, her cries were heard through the entire world, you know, (laughs) sobbing for what seemed like 10 minutes. Um, But you know what? I I don't blame her. Like, she's so invested in this. Um, Both of them really thought that, like, their experiences were something that they may have been sharing alone, um, to Clayton's fault for making them feel that way, and To hear it also, like it's a fucking, you know, group meeting, I just can't. You know, nobody wants to hear that news together. Um, He couldn't have done it a worse way. Um, He couldn't have explained it a worse way whenever in the episode he added that he's just trying to figure out who he loves the most. I mean, he's just the worst, but, you know, for whatever reason... Spoiler alert. Clayton and Susie end up together. Susie thinks she ate when she says, that's my boyfriend. Yeah. Trust me. Nobody cares. And I'm happy he's not your fiance. And I hope that you end this thing, you know, super fucking fast and give us the tea on how weird he is. But also, like after the pictures that dropped last night on Twitter that I had the fucking misfortune of seeing. I mean, she's just as weird. Like I'm going to share it on my Instagram at positively uncensored, but it's basically, you know, one picture that I saw on Twitter is her choking out Clayton in the bed, like literally choking him out. Um, At first I was like, Oh, you know what? Maybe they were just playing around. It doesn't necessarily have to be sexual, like if it is, I definitely want to burn my eyes out. But you know, upon further inspection, sure as shit, no clothes in sight, just a little bit of a bed sheet going on here. So I think it's safe to say that they were definitely in the middle of fooling around. And I think the worst part is, well, first of all, this is included in their TikTok of like, so the last four months or whatever. Um, But You know, as if that's not cringe enough, here comes Clayton reposting this fucking picture of him getting choked out on his Twitter with the caption, We know nothing about this man. Clayton, we, first of all, still know nothing. We didn't want to know this. Um, I definitely don't want to know anything further after seeing this photo. And, you know, I'm good on you guys. Bachelor franchise just... Drop them from your roster. Don't invite them anywhere. We've seen enough. These last four months is all we need to see. Um, Oh, to add the next picture that someone screenshotted and posted on Twitter is Susie, like, who knows, taking a shit, going pee in in the bathroom on whatever. You know, their little trip together. Her G-string is around her knees. Little towel. Um below her feet, and Clayton's just in the picture with her, smiling, hands in his lap. Also weird, because let's just point out the fact that who took this picture, if his both of his hands aren't, you know, are visible. I'm wondering if he had, it, like, a producer, like, take this special moment of her taking a shit and, like, added him in it, or if he decided, like, oh, my God, like, this is so peeling back layers right here. Like let's set up the tripod and take a photo together and I'm going to set the self timer. You know, I really couldn't say both options are equally revolting. So that's my thoughts on the bachelor. Um, Love Gabby. I mean, don't love her because when she walked away and said wrong fucking answer, she should have fucking meant it and not come back. Clayton is not it. She knew it. She said the right words. She should have stuck with it. But overall, just the picture of her, like, scrunching her nose up, absolutely disgusted, is pretty much how I feel about that entire season and entire couple in general. <sighs> not sure if anybody watched Joe Millionaire, but it shat on The Bachelor. It was so much better. Um, love the idea of the two men, one being, you know, worth a lot of money, the other one not, and all these women fighting for relationships with them, making assumptions about who they think is the millionaire and, you know, ultimately seeing it unravel. So Bachelor franchise, watch out at Joe Millionaire is coming through. Heard they're making a Joe millionaire s. I I guess it wouldn't be Joe anymore, so whatever, Joel Millionaire. Um, Can't wait for that shit. I want to see some badass women that have millions of dollars, you know, having men go after them. So I'm definitely going to be talking about that when that comes out. I encourage all of you guys to go back on Hulu and watch Joe Millionaire just to see some good reality TV. The ending isn't super great, just being that, you know, it's reality show, and afterwards, you know, people stay together or they don't so quickly. But as a watcher, the entire show experience was good. So let me know if you guys watch it. I loved it. And fuck The Bachelor and Clayton and Susie. On the topic of social media, social status, you know— Social commentary. I can't help but throw in thoughts on the Kardashians premiere, April 14th. I swore I was done with this family. I swore nobody gave a shit anymore. But tell me why their trailer is so fucking captivating. Like I, I don't know what it is about them saying that life without cameras has changed things. Obviously, their life hasn't been without cameras. We've still been seeing them. But the power, the music, everything behind that, I'm watching. Like, I, I wasn't going to watch what I'm fucking watching. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm going to watch. There's so much going on in that family. And maybe I'm answering my own question. Maybe that's what makes them so captivating. Like Kylie ties to Travis in his recent shit show of a concert. Um, Chloe... Tristan Thompson baby daddy issues. He's the worst. She's still entertaining him. Um, they, you know, hint at that in the trailer. Kim and Kanye, drama in the news with Skeet every day. So obviously I wanna unpack that as a fucking viewer and see what's going on. Um, Kylie's pregnancy, there's just so much. Scott being in the episodes, Courtney and Travis, I mean maybe it's just because there's so many of them, like there's so many pieces to that family that even if you're not interested in maybe like Kendall's modeling, fuck, like you're still going to hear about them and want to know about them. So, I mean, if you don't, props to you for not conforming to society and, you know, being interested in hyping yourself up on celebrities' lives. But I just can't stop watching. I'm definitely going to watch. Let me know what your guys' thoughts are, you know, on them having another show. Do you think it's any different than keeping up with the Kardashians? Like, does it feel like a different vibe to you? And what do you want to see on the show? Like, what are you hoping that they show us as viewers? For me, like, obviously, I want to see... I want to see more of Kendall. Like, we've barely seen her. What's good? She's always aggro. I want to know why she's so upset all the time. Um, I definitely want to see Kylie's pregnancy. It's so out of the blue that her and Travis are doing this. Just realize, by the way, there's two Travises in this family. That's a travesty. <laughs> like, they obviously have a thing for teas. But yeah, I'm about it. I mean, I'm definitely going to be watching. Um, I can't get over the fact that Pete called himself skeet in a text to Kanye. The drama is just too much to pass up. Um, so I'll be watching that. Haven't watched the Kanye thing on Netflix. Not sure how I feel about him. Don't really give a shit about, you know, his whole creative journey process. Um, I think that everyone has mental health issues. I think if you have mental health issues, um, and you, especially, you know, about them, you should definitely do your best to get to like, get those under control, take care of them, uh, to keep your family, your own sanity, um, you know, your friends safe and, you know, he doesn't do that. So, not saying that I'm doing the, like, world's biggest protest by not watching his trilogy, but it just really could care less. Love is Blind, on the other hand, that show was a lot. Like, it's not yet at the point of Too Hot to Handle where when it comes out, I'm like, fuck, everybody knows what the fuck is going on. Like there's still a little bit of a mystery with the fact that nobody knows what each other looks like going in. And because of that, that keeps the magic of that show alive. Um, So love the season, Uh, the characters in it. I mean, the producers picked a good cast in terms of like getting reactions from the viewers and, you know, the personalities that clashed as the series went on. Um, Lots of comments on love is blind and some hate that, you know, it's not that inclusive of all body types, first of all. Um, You know, thoughts that it's not inclusive of people with children and families. But, you know, let's see what they do with that, if that's addressed. Um, A few comments have been made that people with families aren't applying for the show. You know, like they don't want to go on a show and bring a partner blindly into their life like this isn't the type of thing that they're going to sign up for um also from my opinion hello cps like is is this not an issue if you knew someone who married someone like shake blindly and they didn't have the courage or you know like the common sense to walk away, would you just know that their five-year-old is going to be in great hands with them? Like, no. You know, after airing all that shit out to the world, um, you almost can't be a family uh, and go on there and looking for a partner. Also, you know, it brings up the idea too, like, maybe people who have a lot of inclusive body types like aren't applying for this show you know like you have to have a certain mentality to be behind a wall blindly and then know that whoever's on the other side would accept you um also just the filming like this is netflix this is this is worldwide you know like do do you have the confidence to be on a show and in the limelight that much not saying that people with you know different body types shouldn't have that confidence because they should but just maybe they don't um so that's my thoughts really quick on that and the show and the controversy behind it but getting into the actual show the couples that ended up together were wild. I I can't say like, just like the first season that every couple together actually wanted to be together. Um, I think some of them were each other's second choices for sure. Um, And I think that was visible and how these personalities matched up with each other once they were living together and like interacting more often. So like case in point, Shane and Natalie, you know, Natalie is a great girl and all, but you know, she definitely wasn't what Shane needed and was looking for. Like, he obviously wanted someone super fun, super complimentative, super different personality than you know, she was. Not saying that that's Shana, but a different personality than what Natalie was. And I think that brings up a valid thought too that. If you are with someone who's not the right personality for you, like your personality can change um, and that can bring out things that aren't truly you. So I think that that happened with a couple of couples too. Um, I don't necessarily think everyone's best sides were shown. I truly think that having been in situations where like certain types of people can get a reaction out of me, I've noticed that... You know, you can beat yourself up after the situation and be upset that you reacted that way, but there tends to be a trend after a certain point of, like, people who you just don't mix well with and they just do get a reaction out of you. Um, And hopefully that was eye-opening to, you know, people on the show that were, like, contestants and participants for their future relationships. Um, Shane and Natalie specifically. Who else? I mean... Danielle and Nick worked out. So props to them. They're both fucking weirdos. Um, you know, let them dress up in their little tacos for the rest of their life. I think that that suits them well. Um, deep D and shake another example of personalities that just aren't going to match up. Like he's a piece of shit. She's not. And I don't even use the term piece of shit like, saying, like, he truly is, like, such a terrible person. But the things that came out of his mouth, they they weren't cool. Um, and he wasn't doing himself any fucking justice by opening his mouth as many times as he did. Like, I, I totally support the fact that everybody has their own preference in terms of what they want in a relationship physically. That's valid. Um, but the level that he put that out there and the way that he made I think Deep D feel about herself was just too much I will say that at the reunion though Shake was stirring the pot I mean and not in a bad way I mean they tried to cut him off they tried to cut Kyle off once they were poking at something that was actually like important but you know I don't know I think that I think that he's not always the bad guy, but he's definitely not someone we, we saw Deep Dee's parents. He's not someone that she was looking for or that she would align with. On the topic of, you know, something else controversial from the reunion, a lot of people were talking about Kyle for two reasons. First of all, he he laid out something that was so def- deflected on. You know, he asked. Nick Lachey and I want to say her name's Vanessa, but that's a you know, that's a guess. But he asked the hosts of the show, why did the meeting between Shana and Shane have to even happen before I went to propose to her? And it was so valid because obviously they had a hand in orchestrating that, like to add some drama to the show, spice it up, maybe even alter, you know, each other's plans. I have no idea, but it was immediately shut down. Like immediately deflected and bringing up, you know, bringing up the engagement ring and the fact that he used his mother's engagement ring and, you know, that Shayna felt like that was manipulative. And like that conversation should have been had, but it could have waited to at least answer his because I think that it was valid and I think it's. Like, reunions are meant to spill the fucking tea. Like, Shake's asking the hard questions. Kyle's asking the hard questions. We don't give a shit about just seeing the positives of the show. Like, we want to know the answers to some stuff that we're wondering. Like, why the fuck does Natalie look so sad? Um you know, does Shake do cocaine or not Shane, Does Shane do cocaine? Or is he, you know, does he have ADHD? Like the, like, these are the things that we want to talk about. Like what's up with his mannerisms on the show and his aggressive, like his aggressive behavior. Did they not pick up on any of that prior to casting him? Um, you know, and then, yeah, th- that's that. Getting back to the thoughts on the engagement ring, I'm not sure if that's manipulative. I'm so curious to know other people's thoughts. Like, personally, I I don't see how he was attempting to manipulate her by bringing out something that was special to him. But I also don't like Kyle, and I don't think he's an authentic person. Um, Proof in the pudding at the reunion, his comment to his one regret is that he just should have married Deep D., bro, that is a big fucking regret. Like that's, it's completely different person, completely different path. Like, I just don't think he was authentic in who he wanted to be with. I think that that was why Shake said, you know, what, like, hey, I think it's fair to say that Shayna and Kyle wanted to stay on the show. And like, that's the reason that, that they were a couple. Um, so yeah, I mean, I don't think Kyle, I don't think Kyle can see what's in front of him. Um, Shayna wasn't into them. Shayna definitely can't see what's in front of her every episode, the reunion all the time. Like, if she's not in glasses in a photo soon, we should be concerned. But yeah, let me know what you guys think. I mean, there's so many takeaways. There's so many things that could be discussed from the show. I will say, as a a viewer, I want to see more of them in their lives now. Like I wish the reunion ended with more than just a video of Ayanna and Jarrett. Um, or no, I, w- I wish that it ended with a video of Ayana and Jarrett. I wish we saw more of them. I-, I like the fact that we saw Nick and Danielle's video of them together in the house. I thought that that was cute, but, you know, let's see all the couples that worked out and give us the scoop on what living together is like. So that's my takeaway on that. Lots and lots of social commentary this episode. Lots of things that I would love to hear your guys' thoughts on. Um, You know, this is going to be a totally engaging podcast. You know, it's for my friends. Um, It's usually going to be filmed with my friends. So, you know, let me know what you guys think. Give me food for thought. I hope you enjoyed episode one. Can't wait to receive feedback. Just send me a DM on my main account. Follow me at Positively Uncensored. Let me know your thoughts. Let me know if there's anything that you specifically want to hear me talk about, you know, with my friends that you think is interesting or you think is fucking tea. We'll do it. Um, I can't wait to share this journey with you guys. And thank you for listening. And thanks for staying tuned.